Hey there, Kaniacs. I am Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And on today's episode, we do have a packed episode for you guys. We got some SPHL news uh, from our local team, uh, the Fayetteville Marksmen. Uh, We have the Ted Lindsay Awards finalists. uh, Quick update on the North Carolina Courage and out there playing in Salt Lake City in the Challenge Mm Cup. Um, Quick recap of Hurricane uh, Training Camp Day 2, and we will have a uh, rundown of Jordan Martin Hook's interview on Trip Tracy's podcast, digging in with Trip. So let's head right on into the big news um, out of Fayetteville. Um, the Fayetteville Marksmen will be having a new head coach. Um, their coach Jesse Kalecki, um, who was the SPHL Coach of the Year, is leaving. Um, he was not fired. Um, but he is leaving for the ECHL um, and will be an assistant coach at an unnamed team right now. So he's moving on up in the world. Um, he took the team uh, from the basement uh, or very bottom of the SPHL standings to the top uh, of the standings in just two seasons as their head coach. Um, Chuck Owner Chuck Norris, or marksman president and owner chuck norris said uh to lose uh kalecki is hard but as an employer it's nice to know that he was in a position to succeed um new head coach Corey melkert um who is a former uh player and assistant coach or an assistant coach under um coach jesse will be the new head coach uh norris went on to say Corey will carry the team forward he learned from jesse i think Corey has a good understanding of what he needs to do um so sad to see coach jesse go um but it's not like he got fired or anything like that he's moving on up in, in the world um so that's great to see um for him you know he did a lot for the organization and now it's paying off for him he's able to get a new job um and just slowly moving up. Hopefully, you know, he can end up, you know, in the AHL after that. And then, you know, maybe in the NHL. Um, who knows uh, where this will take him. Um, and we wish him all the best um, here from Locked On Hurricanes. And we wish uh, the best of luck uh, to Coach Melkert. Um, hopefully, things will go well for him. Um, Fayetteville is a very stacked team. They've got their uh, taste of winning um, now. Um, and they obviously like winning. Uh, what team doesn't like winning? And had the SPHL season not gotten canceled, um, they were very well could have won uh, the championship this year because they were playing absolutely amazing. Um, uh, but that's something we'll never know now. Um, hopefully, uh, they can continue uh, the success they've had these past two seasons, especially this season. Uh, into next season and beyond. Um, And we'll uh, talk more about that uh, as more details come out um, on that stuff there. Um, 
Now heading on into the Ted Lindsay Award finalists. It's obviously that award is for the NHL PA Player of the Year. And their finalists, uh, three of them were named or announced um, earlier today or last night. Um, I actually believe it may have been last night. Um, but the three are Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers, Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche, and Artemi Panarin of the New York Rangers. Um, so three guys um, that were at the top of their game this season. Um, personally, uh, if it was me uh, choosing, I would probably go with Dreisaitl um, for that. He had an absolutely unreal season. Um, that's obviously not taking away anything from McKinnon and Panarin, but personally, I would go with Dreisaitl for that award. Um, but they're all extremely deserving um, to be nominated for that award. Um, and you couldn't go wrong with any of them, really, uh, winning it. Um, but again, me personally, I would go Dreisaitl, and I definitely feel Walker would go the same as well um, as picking Dreisaitl to win that this year. Um, but we'll see uh, in the coming weeks of who is the 2019-2020 Ted Lindsay Award winner. Um, now, uh, hopping on into, uh, some quick soccer news, um, the North Carolina Courage, uh, remained perfect in, uh, the preliminary round of the Challenge Cup out there in Salt Lake City. Um, they defeated Sky Blue FC yesterday, two to nothing. Um, they have not lost a game yet in the Challenge Cup. Um, and they will be moving on to the quarterfinals on Friday where they will take on the Portland Thorns. Um, sadly, I will be at work when that game airs, as I have been for the other ones. But I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it. Hopefully, the Courage can continue their uh, winning streak uh, out there um, and bring home another championship uh, for their very young franchise. Um, but... We'll just have to wait and see till Friday, but I definitely uh, feel good about that. Now, uh, on to the Carolina Hurricanes. That's why we're all here. Um, now, training camp day two was today, um, and Martin Natchez was back on the ice finally. Um, Rod Brendamore said uh, in the Zoom call um, after practice said that he wasn't worried about uh how natchez will look here in a couple weeks because he knows huh, excuse me that he'll be playing good um i think everyone knows that um now there are a few other um little uh, t uh snippets from that uh post-game press conference uh sarah sivian said that uh when Sebastian Ajo was announced on the new collective bargaining agreement, he said that, I guess I should pay more attention to that stuff. And that was kind of funny, um, that's for sure. Um, definitely nice to know that even though these guys are multimillionaires, that they still don't pay attention to stuff like they should. Um, because we're all guilty of that. You know, We're all guilty of uh, not looking at stuff that we should be, whether it be like credit scores or whatever. We all don't look at the stuff as much as we need to. So let that be a learning experience uh, for us all. You know, do like Sebastian Ajo and pay more attention to stuff you should. Um, 
uh, Sammy Botnan says that he's ready to go and that he feels 100% and is ready to get out there and play. Uh, Hurricanes actually posted a little video of him uh, on their uh, social media pages today you know, of him talking to fans. Uh, we've all seen you know, countless videos of those from all across the NHL and whatnot, so I won't go into that. But he's feeling good. He's ready to play. Um, actually, one thing that was uh, kind of entertaining um, – with Rod Brindman, what he was saying, he obviously talked about Natchez and whatnot, but he said on the qualifying round against the Rangers, you call it whatever you want to call it, this is the playoffs. And he's not wrong. They're uh, in a tournament uh, to win the Stanley Cup. It's the playoffs. Um, now, and he also wishes that the team could go ahead and start playing now or in a couple of days rather than have to wait a few weeks because their energy is good. They're all Ready to go. <sighs> Excuse me, that's a little sleepy. Um, but, again, I don't blame him. If you know my team was good, ready to go, I would want to go ahead and just go start playing now rather than having to wait a few more weeks um, to play. So I completely agree there. Um, now, moving on to the big thing for today. Uh, Jordan Martinhook was on... Uh, Trip Tracy's podcast yesterday, uh, digging in with Trip. Um, now, it was great listen. Um, I'll get through a few little notes that I took listening to it um, this morning. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously go listen to it yourself for you know all the uh, big details and you know whatnot and all the little uh, jokes and whatnot that they shared. Um, now, Marty did say that this was this past season was a tough season uh, for him um, because he was having to deal with injuries. Um, he was out a lot. Um, but now that he's had really just time to rest, like really time to rest, not like a few days or anything like that. He's had uh, quite some time. Uh, he's confident with how his body is feeling uh, now that he's had that time to rest. So he's ready to go. He's feeling good. And that he, along with um, the rest of the team, they've heard all the talk about the uh, Rangers, you know, uh, winning all the regular season games, you know, all that. They've all heard it. Um, so it's not like they're living in living under a rock or anything. Um, and obviously they don't like it. Um, and in preparations for that, they're going to play to their strengths, you know, the Hurricanes. Um, and they're going to do what they got to do. Um, they're going to get bodies to the net. Um, their defense is healthy now. Um, and he went on to mention how in most of the games that the Canes played against the Rangers, uh, they did play good. Uh, they played well in those, I mean, with the exception of that, uh, one game up in Madison Square Garden where they really didn't play good at all. Um, they played good in the games they played against them. Um, in one game, they outshot them like 50-something to 20 something. I don't remember the exact counts on that. Um, but it's not that, you know, they can't beat the Rangers because they've been right there uh, in the in the game, you know, to comp to beat them. It hasn't been a whole bunch of blowouts or anything like that. Um, and he uh, mentioned how uh, Justin Williams said a few days ago that, you know, the team didn't do well against the Capitals uh, during the regular season last year. And then look what happened. Um, so now's, now is go time. Regular season, that's behind them. 
they're both in the same boat. They're both in the playoffs. Um, and it's a different story now. Um, everyone's going to be playing at a different level. Um, he said that the Hurricanes are going to make adjustments that they need to get the team prepared. And they have three weeks to prep for this series rather than just a couple days like you would in the regular season. And obviously the Rangers are going to do the same thing. Um, they got all this time to prep. They got all the time to look at all the footage and all that stuff just like the Canes do. Um, and Martin Oak said that the team is going to follow Brady Shea's lead um, when on playing the Rangers because um, Brady Shea obviously just came for the Rangers and it's big series for him. He's going up against his uh, former team in playoffs on, for a chance to win the Stanley Cup. So he's going to go out there and um, play his heart out. Team's going to follow him. They're going to be right behind him. Um, so again, I really no surprise there. You know the Canes. Now is go time. Um, they're ready to go. Um, I mean, of course, other teams are too, but it's the Canes. We know how this team can turn it up when it's go time. They've shown the heck. They showed that during the regular season. Um, whenever stuff started not going their way, they started slipping. Uh, they just were able to flip that switch. They knew, like, all right, we need to get our asses in gear. They got them in gear, and they're ready to go. Um, so come August 1st, they're going to be ready to go. Not a doubt in my mind. Now on a uh, lighter note, um, uh, Marty went on to talk about some locker room pranks that he's done over the years. Um, one of the, one of the PG ones, you know, he mentioned, cause this obviously was digging in a trip, not spitting chiclets or anything, you know, like that, uh, where you talk about the more explicit stuff. Uh, he said back when he was in junior hockey, um, they took a teammate's stick, they took a little knob off the top, and they put some water in it, um, and then they sat it outside and let it fr- let it freeze overnight, um, and then you practiced the next day, you know, had ice down the bottom of the stick, and you know, his teammate you know, couldn't figure out what was going on, then he went to take a shot, and his stick broke, and ice was loud, and you know, he wasn't happy, but everyone else thought it was funny, but I would have thought it was funny if I saw it, you know, unless it was my stick, but... Um, so that's no uh, surprise there. Marty's definitely a prankster. Um, we've talked about that before. Um, and um, one thing he did uh, talk about right now is, you know, as far as teammates and whatnot, um, because a lot of guys, you know, they're away from their families now. All they got is each other. Um, and one thing they're really trying to do right now is making sure that their teammates are taken care of and they're spending time with each other again because their wives aren't here, their girlfriends, um, their kids, none of that's here right now um, for a lot of those guys. So they're making sure everyone's getting taken care of. Uh, he said that they have a day off coming up soon during training camp and they're all going to go out uh, for a golf day. Um, you know, again, just spending time with each other. Um, and he said, uh, Captain Jordan Stahl, he has offered up his pool, uh, for anyone that wants to come over and swim. Uh, Trip Tracy said that he hopes Peter Morazic doesn't show up in his Speedo like he did, like, uh, back in Miami. Um, which, that was kind of funny. Um, but it, again, it's nice to see that these guys are taking care of each other. Um, and he then went on, we just talking about 
take care of you know people he learned from uh, Shane Doan back in his Arizona. Um, you know, Shane Doan, you know, really cared about a lot of he cared about everyone there. You know, his teammates, arena staff, all that stuff. He he made a point to get to know everyone. You know, even though he was a busy guy, you know, had his kids, had his ranches, was a hockey player, all that stuff. He he made sure you know he went out, spent time with his teammates. Um, you know, he talked to the arena staff, you know, the Zamboni drivers, uh, security guards, all those guys. You know, he he actually talked to them. He didn't just you know zip on by, you know, or whatever. Uh, Marty went on to say, you know, how, you know, even though Doan wasn't a drinker or whatever, uh, when the teams would have uh, team parties, you know, he'd go out to them um, and he'd stay. You know, he'd stay, you know, from start to finish. Um, he wouldn't just, you know, pop in, hey, guys, you know, and leave. Uh, he stayed, you know, and he would uh, be a DD for teammates as well, um, which that means a lot, you know, just caring for your teammates. Um and just being a nice person, you know, again, Marty's a great guy, you know, I've hung out with him, um, he's down-to-earth guy, um, and, you know, he's clearly learned, uh, from his peers, you know, over the years of just learning how to care about everyone, not just be, you know, a stuck-up hockey player kind of guy, um, because there's obviously people like that out there, uh, thankfully none of those guys are on the Hurricanes, that's for darn sure, um, and he went on, uh, continued talking about teammates. You know, he talked about, uh, you know, leadership, you know, because that was a big thing with Shane Doan. You know, he talked about leadership within the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, Justin Williams was one that would uh, yell at people, let people know when they're messing up. Um, or he compared, like, getting yelled at by your dad. You never want that to happen. You know, you know Willie will whip you into shape. Uh, and so you have that side on the Hurricanes' leadership. And he said, you know, Jordan Stahl uh, isn't one to do a lot of screaming and yelling, um, which I don't really think that surprises a lot of people. Um, but you can definitely tell what he's upset. That's for darn sure. We've seen that in post-game interviews before. And he said that he's uh, one to lead more by example, um, you know, out in the ice and whatnot. And, again, that's not surprising. Um, having talked to Jordan Stahl, really not surprised that that's kind of his style of him. Uh, Marty said that he's the uh, same way. You know, if he has to, you know, he'll do screaming and yelling, but he doesn't like to. And that him and Stahl uh, really play off well each other in the locker room when uh, discussing issues and what team needs to do, all that kind of stuff. And uh, eventually they went on to talk about um, Andrei Svachikov um, and him coming in because I'm sure, well, at least, you know, Hurricanes fans, you know, we've all seen those videos of Marty and Svetch's uh, pregame rituals. Um, you know, if you're new Hurricanes fans, maybe you haven't seen it. If you're not a Hurricanes fan, maybe you haven't seen it at all. Um, but, you know, Marty and Svetch have their uh, pregame rituals. And he said that the reason, you know, he wanted to do that is because he wanted to make Svetch feel comfortable. Uh, Svetch is obviously 19 years old now. Um, so he's a little kid um, compared to some of these other guys. You know, other guys are in their mid twenties, thirties. You know, some I don't believe on the Hurricanes. You know, even in their forties. I mean, you're you're a kid around guys that are twice your age. So really making him feel comfortable, uh, making him feel like he doesn't have to you know be a quiet little kid or anything. Yeah, you know, he come out of a shell, talk to people, 
have fun, yell, you know, do what he, you know, just be himself, not, you know, be up in a little cocoon or anything like that. So that's why, you know, they do that. And, you know, Svetch has really rubbed off on Marty. Um, and then obviously vice versa as well. Um, but it's nice to know that it wasn't, you know, for show or anything like that, you know, cause there's a camera there, you know, it's, you know, he's really just trying to be a good person, you know, to his teammate, make his teammate feel good, you know, make him feel relaxed, make him feel like he's part of the team really. Um, and speaking of, you know, being close and comfortable with each other, he wants to, went on to talk about how, how the tight-knit organization that the Canes have and the culture around them makes the Canes the Canes. Uh, we've obviously, you know, talked about, you know, team taking care of each other right now, but he's talked about how you can pick up your phone. You know, if you're a player on the Hurricanes, you pick up your phone, call Tom Dunn, have a conversation with him. They have little back-and-forth banters, you know, with uh, Don Waddell, uh, the GM and president. Um or, yeah, GM, um, president of the Hurricanes. I had a little brain fart there. Um, but, yeah, and then they obviously, you know, can joke around with uh, Rod Brindwards. You know, not all, you know, business all the time. You know, they can have fun. It's, you know, and they have actual relationships with these people um, around them. And it's not, it's not just manager-employee, you know. I mean, they're, they do what they got to do, you know, when it's crunch time, but, you know, they have those, you know, they have that relationship with people, and that obviously uh, reflects, you know, in the fan base, you know, Hurricanes connections with their fans, and uh, the fans with each other, all that stuff as well, so that's definitely nice to see that, again, the stuff just isn't for show, it's just not on Twitter or whatever, you know, it really is like that, uh, excuse me, and they've obviously wanted to talk about, uh, Storm surge planning, you know, we've talked about that before, you know, other podcast appearances that Marty's done, but he said that, uh, a couple new things on this, he said that uh, a lot of the surge planning happens over pregame meals, um, they're sitting around the table, talking about stuff, shooting ideas back and forth, whatnot, and then uh, Brock McGinn will uh, demonstrate surges, uh, and will draw them up. Um, I would absolutely love to see some of these pictures and uh, demonstrations uh, should they be appropriate, well, for uh, the Hurricanes to be posting and whatnot. Um, I'd absolutely love to talk about that. He obviously went on to talk about the Vander Holyfield surge, how he was kind of left in the dark at first, you know, about what was going to happen. Um, but then he started to get, started to click like, oh, <laughs> He, and, of course, we mentioned it before, he wishes that he could have thrown a punch on Evander Holyfield so he could say that he threw a punch on Evander Holyfield. But, um, obviously, that's all in the past now. Uh, still a absolutely great surge. I still remember watching that one. That was amazing. And, as we mentioned already, um, guys, you know, it's just them there. You know, a lot of their families aren't there. Um, and right now, uh, Marty is living with Joel Edmondson. Um, they're roommates right now. Uh, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I know they were, uh, back when Marty was up in Canada, he was fixing to go over and work out with Eddie. Um, so, yeah, nice to know that they're continuing that down here. Um, actually, uh, he mentioned how they recently, uh, him, Eddie, 
uh, Brock McGinn, Jake Gardner, and Svechnikov all went Tubin uh, last week um, in one of the rivers down here because it is hot as hell. Um, I do not like the heat, so I completely agree with wanting to go get in some water um, and cool off. Uh, but if you haven't been to, go to. It's relaxing. Just fill up your inner tube, you know, and just go hop in the river, just float down. But uh, it's really fun if you haven't done it. But that's just North Carolina shit there. <laughs> um, but again, that was just um, some brief notes that I took. Uh, from that episode um, I believe it was like a little over an hour long so if you guys are working cleaning whatever just fire it up listen to it um, after you get done uh, listen to this um, go listen to that um, it will definitely uh, brighten your day it was definitely a fun episode to listen to um, now on tomorrow's episode um, we will be uh, discussing uh, day three of the Hurricanes training camp, anything that were to come out of that, um, as well as any other NHL or hockey news. Again, like today, you know, we discussed uh, some SPHL news from our local team. You know, maybe there'll be some news from the Checkers or the Thunderbirds or whoever. You know, you never know. We'll know tomorrow, though. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that tomorrow as well as day three of training camp and whatever else may come about, you guys. Um, now that does it for this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Now, um, before you go listen to the latest episode, Digging In with Trip, go listen to the latest edition of Locked on NHL on the Locked on Podcast Network. It's the network's national NHL show where they will discuss all things NHL. They're going to be obviously talking about training camp. They're going to be talking about um, the new um, Ted Lindsay Award finalists. Um, and who knows what else. Um, so go listen to that next, you guys. You guys have a good day.